coming into <laughs> I should probably do it like a little <laughs> intro. It's like Aloha. Take one. Take one. Action. <laughs> Whoo, in the sun. <clears throat> How's it going, bud? I'm good. How you doing? You uh, right too much sun? Sun's good. Um, it's been a warm French it's like been light a, season. Light it's, warmth. It's been literally summer for the last six months, yeah. I feel like, which is epic. I'm not complaining because last year it's a pretty rough winter. Yeah. You know? Was it? Yeah. But I heard that because it's really warm, yeah. Up until, you know, we're late October now. Right. Then it's gonna be a really stormy winter again. So I heard that too, but I'm just <laughs> I choose to ignore all of this and just pretend yeah. you know, this is gonna be until this is the weather until February, March, <laughs> April, and it goes straight into summer again. It's like the endless summer kind yeah. of thing, you know? But it's good for uh, Morocco, no? If it gets big and stormy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so a little bit of backstory on this whole thing. Yeah. You and I were supposed to go to Morocco together. You abandoned me, so <laughs> I'm going early. <laughs> I'm going tomorrow. Well, no, the day after tomorrow. <clears throat> but the reason why we're here mm. anyway is to chat about your Maldives trip. Because yes. I remember the last time we talked, you were just about to go. Actually, the last time we talked, just for the purpose of this show, yeah. let's just pretend you called me hysterically because your flight got canceled. Oh, no, and, it did too. Um, well, it was so stressful. I <clears throat> want you to give us a little rundown. Like, who do you want to yeah. blame in this whole well, chain of events? I wish I could blame someone, but it was actually because there were strikes in Charles de Gaulle, Charles de Gaulle, yeah. um, Paris airport. And, and uh, who was I flying with? I think it was Emirates. I think it was Emirates. They were going to get me go from Par uh, from Bordeaux to Paris to Abu Dhabi to the Maldives, right. and uh, of course that happened. And then they just delayed me twenty four hours. Right. And it was kind of like that's the solution. I was like, no, hang on, I'm rocking up on the day the retreat starts. I can't get there twenty four hours late. Um, my clients are very nice, and my students are very nice, but I don't know if they're that understanding <laughs> to miss the already, coach. <laughs> yeah, basically, like they're paying for six days, but they're only yeah, going to yeah. get five, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so that uh, wasn't acceptable, and it was this huge, like two days of trying to be on the phone. I had terrible signal because over here at Senos, where I was staying, with the worst. It was like being in outback Australia. Um, so I had terrible signal. I was on the phone to them and I had to get them to reroute me with another airline which obviously you know is very hard because I don't want to give the money away. Absolutely. <laughs> so they sure. had to reroute no me does. through exactly through Barcelona Barcelona for a night and they didn't want to shuttle me back and forth from the airport because I had a surfboard because everybody hates surfboards here in Europe. Which um, is weird. Never travel on the train no, in Europe no, because no. A they don't let you most of the time. B it's just a hassle. Like don't do it. Just well just traveling with surfboards in general. Just sucks, and that's yeah. why I've had so many people message me, like, "Hey, you should come here, come here, come here." And I'm yeah. like, "Look, if I'm not, if I'm in one place, I want to be, I, I want to go to a place and be there for four weeks minimum because right. I hate packing up, yeah. packing up boards, getting yeah. to the airport. I just can't do it anymore. I'm too old. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, it's like I yeah. feel exactly the same yeah. way. I want to do like staycations, you know. Yes. I don't want to. Yeah. I'm done with like packing up every second day yeah, and like go somewhere else. And with boards, Ooh. it's like backpacking and is stressful kid. enough. And now you and, 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 and a partner, it's just, yeah, yeah no, nah. it's too much. Done. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, it was a stressful experience, but I got there on time. Right. Uh, and we went, we arrived and it pumped, pumped. 
for 10, 11 days straight. I saw. Yeah. I heard and I saw. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was here and it was like flat and windy. I was like, <laughs> yeah. nice. Good stuff. It was perfect timing. <laughs> it was just incredible. I couldn't believe the waves that we got. Mm. So just a little backstory as well, because we kind of rumbled on about mm. nothing and everything. But this is like the aftermath of the first episode we did, yeah. which was the um, you taking your surface roadmap yes. internationally. Yes. So just tell us a little bit about where you went why you did it like what what was the idea behind going you know from a wave pool mm. kind of like controlled setting to a yeah. open ocean playground yeah i mean look that's the end goal for everyone who comes to the wave pool right so it was the natural progression to go hey okay for people who have done the wave pool or people overseas who haven't been able to come and um train with me let's do an ocean experience because that's again that's the end point that we're all shooting towards uh, so it was really cool to get people to step out of their comfort zone and get into that ocean for us as well, like from a coaching and filming perspective. Um, there's so many more variables. It's so much more difficult. You know, it's getting standardized clips, for instance. Yeah. Yeah. The waves are different. The boat rocking was a surprise um, like hurdle. For the cameraman? Or? Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. For, okay. for Santi, my camera guy, he's, you know, on the boat and he, he, during the clips, it's like, it's moving, you know, which is a super hard thing to, to navigate. Um, so he did a really good job there. And um, the big uh benefit though and i think the the biggest part of it then why i think ocean retreats are always going to be a uh, success provided there are waves uh is there's just so much more power yeah yeah and and going to the mount dives was the thinking was hey we'll go and we'll get some intermediate level waves which everyone can you know find really easy to progress on and, and get into um, we rocked up and it was four to six foot every day, <laughs> you know? so it was, it was pretty solid, but <clears throat> I had such a good group. They were so strong uh, and brave and they were taking some really big steps. So that was really good. And we had, you know, we had a late addition as well, who was probably more on the beginner side. Right. Um, so I had a chat with her on the phone and it was kind of like, uh, you know, based on her description, it was like, yeah, you're probably going to be fine. Um, but then we got that big swell. Yeah. You know, so it was a bit tricky. So we ended up adding in a surf session, like at a more uh, beginner-friendly spot on a lot of days. Okay. So that ended up being a little bit tricky, like instead of two sessions, morning and arvo, with an analysis in between, it was like... So for the whole group or only for her? Only for her. Yeah, right. Um, and me and sometimes the camera guy. So like yeah. fitting, that was basically fitting in another yeah. two or three hours work in the day. So that was a little bit um, tricky to navigate at times, but the end result is everybody got waves, everybody got stuff... Um, everybody progressed, which was really exciting. Um, some, some huge steps forward, which is really cool. Uh, we've got the video stuff on that, hopefully uh, coming soon. I don't know if we'll release it publicly or just via Patreon, but um, it, was, it was really cool. It, it was such a good trip. And Ayata, the resort was, I'll tell you what, let's talk about paradise. Sheesh, I've never stayed in such a baller <laughs> resort before. It's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. no, You've been there. Yeah, I've been there twice or three times, mm. and it's like, you know, like, obviously, in the Maldives, like, what yeah. you get is luxury retreats, right? Mm. But I think from every single one I stayed at, I think Ayala was, or is, my favorite, yeah. just because it's a very nice resort, A, obviously, right? It's paradise, but mm. at the same time, the vibe is really good. Yeah. It's, it's a really nice, chill resort, and honestly, like I, like I said before, right, I was here... Well, here is, he's in France, 
living here temporarily right yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, kind of, yeah. And I'm just across the border in Spain. And um, I was here and it was windy and, you know, it, was, mm -hmm. it wasn't very nice. Waves were kind of okay, but, you know, not yeah. Maldives standards or like the standard you guys had in, 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 in that week. And I was, um, yeah, I was jealous, <laughs> to, say, to say the least, jealous, just a slight, slight bit. But actually, I want to talk about the, the pro progression, right? Yeah. So because you've done... I don't know how many retreats you did at the wave pools, mm. right? But if you look back in hindsight, like, did you think it was more difficult to actually take a group of intermediate to the ocean? Or do you think actually that is what you want to do moving forward? Or a little bit of both? I think it'll always be a bit of both. The, the wave pool from a uh, strict formatted if A then B, you know, yeah. if B then C sort of format uh, of coaching is the premium uh, setting. Yeah. That being said, <clears throat> if the waves pump, and they did, and we've only got our group out in the water, which it happened quite a lot, yeah. then it's, that's extremely hard to beat as yeah. well. But that's going to be potentially, depending on where we go, how we coordinate this, um, you know, look at the World Surf League. Look at look at when they rock up at events. Look at the last two years of events. They've been pretty yeah. garbage. Yeah, it wasn't know. really a dream tour. No, at and they've all, right? got every resource in terms of surfing at their fingertips. Yeah, they time it perfectly on paper, and they still can't get perfect waves. So yeah. for us to achieve that all the time is going to be a bit of a stretch. Um, but that is going to be that is my preference. Perfect waves, yeah. you know, only my group out. That would be ideal. But it is going to be the exception. So I think the wave pool for consistency, for reliability, is going to be the future. And I've, I'm having some good, exciting conversations there about where that's going and and how we're going to set up something. And you know, that's obviously my goal is to have a surfers roadmap dedicated facility um, yeah. for coaching. And whether we partner up with someone or do our own, I'm not sure yet. Um, but there's certainly some exciting conversations happening there, which yeah, is cool. <clears throat> and again, like touching on the progression, right? If you look at at the progression within that week, right? Mm -hmm. Like what were yes. some of the main takeaways that you maybe, you know, like I'm sure you like you got there, you started planning things in, in your head, how it would look. But mm. were there some things in terms of progression of, you, you know, people there, people part of the that were part of the of of the retreat that mm. you were you were like blown away by yeah yeah i mean there was uh so we had one <clears throat> everyone's working on different stuff yeah which is which is always the case uh but a lot of it was to do with positioning and wave selection you know and that's one of the advantages of me being out in the water in, in addition to me getting to surf is um i'm sort of acting as a bit of an anchor as to where potentially you could argue the optimal takeoff zone is yeah um so that's good so i had a lot of the guys sort of using me as a reference point coming over uh you know there are a couple of surfers who every now and then i might need to like physically give a little push into the waves again because it's quite solid um just to get them ahead of the wave because you know if you can't paddle to match a four to five foot wave and still just the the courage to go on those big <laughs> ones was, was really cool to see actually um <clears throat> so 
that was one thing was positioning. And I think a lot of people have this habit of seeing a wave, and you see it out here all the time, seeing a wave, turning around, and just paddling. Just paddle. Yeah. And then like paddle <coughs> the wave where it actually breaks. They're blind. They're blind yeah. to what the wave is doing. So one of the big focus points in terms of positioning was face the wave as long as possible, and if possible, paddle to the peak to adjust your position. All right? So sit somewhere where you're actually going to adjust by facing the wave, as yep. opposed to sitting out too far and then having to adjust by paddling in, which obviously leads to all sorts of issues. So that was really big. There was one particular surfer who had a, a moment, if you will, uh, out in the water where I translated that, and I must have said it in a certain way that finally clicked for the surfer. Uh, and it was like, bang, like immediately 50% um, increased wave count. Like just like that, right. and good waves, not yeah. just catching waves. Like actually yeah. picking good ones and putting himself in the right spots. That was really cool. From a on wave point of view, a lot of it was that fundamental stuff that we're always working on. We had one guy who's you know quite uh, high intermediate, advanced, uh, who's working on just selection of maneuvers. And again, because it's the ocean. You're dealing with a moving canvas that's inconsistent. Yeah. So, you know, he'd go up and try and do a re-entry on what was really a top turn section. Because right. in his mind, he's gone, I really want to work on that re-entry that we analysed yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just so about... It's like stuck in his head. That <clears throat> yes. Re-entry, that's what I want to do kind <laughs> yeah. of thing, right? So it's getting him to start to really... And I can't say it in a way that em 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 emphasises how important it is. Uh, but to really look at the wave yeah. whilst you're riding it, in, in a specifically the lip of the wave. And hey, if there's coping and it's you know steep, then chances are you can go for a more vertical turn. Yep. If there is that gradient, that strong gradient into a fatter shoulder, then you know that's your time to cut back to the pocket. Yep. So just those basic things, uh, and then getting more specific with arm positioning and rotation and eye line and all that sort of stuff throughout the week. Um, that's really what we worked on and some of the guys everyone had some really good improvements we had people literally doing their first maneuvers ever through right. the week and going from i'm talking going from zero to like mac 10 you know like doing right, really okay. nice turns as the yeah. first turn ever i'm just going what has happened and they've just been <laughs> soaking up the analysis from everyone else yeah, yeah, and yeah. then just performing that and i just go where did that come from and so we start working on that you know so that was really cool um, <clears throat> there's different stories across the board, but everyone took big steps forward. It was really do, cool. do you also think like, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm. but when you go to wave pools, right? Usually what is it like a one day, two day, one day. kind of retreat, day. right? Yeah. So 24 hours kind of thing or yeah. two sessions. Although or? I have a few people who come and do three a week with right. some down there. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, hook me up with those people. <laughs> I, I <laughs> um, no, but what I'm trying to trying to ask is like if you look at somebody who comes for the day yeah. right and mm. of course it is a more controlled setting it's it is probably easier to to practice mm. in the wave pool mm -hmm. but then i think if you add time to it i think you're in the long run your progression becomes much like the 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 the, the progression curve is much steeper right because you have way more time to emphasize what you what you've done wrong mm or done before and kind of kind of use that and 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 practice it right because you have seven i mean essentially the retreat was seven days mm. two surf sessions a day, a day right yeah and in in, in long the middle, some long surf sessions right and then yeah. in the middle you had a, a like video session mm -hmm. right where you so 
what do you think in terms of if somebody goes like all right i have i have a week or i have some time right i do i do i want to go to a pool or do i want to go and spend mm. seven day at a prime location somewhere right yeah. and, and 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 kind of progress that way like who is it for who is yeah. it who isn't it for I think it's both. I think there's going to be a there's a pathway within my within the surfers roadmap, <clears throat> and it's watching tutorials on YouTube, it's doing the online courses, it's coming to a wave pool retreat, and then the ocean retreat. I think is the end um, of the pathway. Yeah, and, right. And to be honest, I think a lot of people will just rotate between the wave pool and the ocean experiences. And again, it's hard to say that there would be a a premier um, a premier sort of format because the ocean one is always contextual <laughs> is there, how many people how good the waves are is there a scenario that you could envision where you might have both where mm, you yeah, know you sure. have one retreat yeah. and you kind of combine it's like a combo retreat right yeah that would be ideal it would be so so good um and that's hopefully what we can achieve with with the surfers roadmap location when it comes uh, is to have it be near high quality surf so that you can do two days in the wave pool and then two days in the ocean or whatever. Morning in the wave pool, afternoon in the ocean, that sort of format where you can mix it up. You, maybe you could just change it based on the conditions. Um, so that would be really cool because then you get the benefits of both. Because one thing that the wave pools, the ones that I've surfed anyway, uh, can't really match is the raw power of the ocean um, and a long wall. What what? As you would know, what a big, long, clean wall does to your surfing, yeah. a wave pool can't really do. Um, also, like the time, because you know when I surfed the wave pool, I was actually yeah, I was quite a I was surprised because, you know, you look down the line, but there isn't really a down the line kind of <laughs> yeah, thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I think that if that if you translate that to the ocean. All of a sudden, that that wall is is extended, and mm. you have so much time. And sometimes you don't know what to do with that time, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I think that is, um, I think that's the main difference when you when you compare the two. Yeah. For, at least for me. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then you know you could talk about that digestion time of of the info that you that you talked about that total immersion aspect. Uh, the wave pulls one day, and a lot of people I think might feel overwhelmed trying to yeah. digest all that. Uh, so you spread that out and often the, the things that we're working on the first day in a lot of circumstances uh, we're working on day three and four still you know we're just yeah. tweaking here and there yeah, so yeah. to have three or four days to work on one skill is a, a bit of a luxury um, but in the wave pool we work on that skill and there is often a big improvement but sometimes I can see the server doesn't know if they've ticked the box they don't know if they've uh, moved in the right direction yeah. uh, until they receive the post uh, analysis. Yeah. You know, so um, yeah. and then again, that's a week later. So there could be that loss of kinesthetic awareness that takes place. So there's arguments, there's pros and cons of each one. How many people that were in the Maldives with you were um, in one of your retreats at Wave Pools Prior? Yeah, I had uh, one on the the um, Ayata experience who had been in the wave pool before and then I had three in the follow-up event that I did. And what was their main takeaway like if they compared it to? Uh, all of them actually funnily enough said man I need to surf the ocean more 
because they're you know they're busy guys yeah they're workers right they're yeah. business people so yeah. they're surfing uh in the wave pool um you know maybe two or three times a week yeah we're outside so <laughs> this happens <laughs> cars well, people welcome to germany bikes okay there we go. so um they're workers so right. they're busy right um and so they might surf in the wave pool three times a week you know, for an hour after work. Yeah. Because they don't have time to go to the ocean. Right. Uh, so those people, I could, the positioning was a big thing immediately. And the ocean awareness, you know, yeah. because in their own words, they'd gotten a little bit lazy uh, and hadn't been spending a lot of time in the ocean. And it's those tiny things. I mean, again, it's, it's the wave pool is the funnel to the ocean. Yeah. Um, they came away going, man, this is just the best. I need to spend more time in the ocean. You know, which is great. You want everybody to get to that point because... I mean, ultimately, that's like, <sighs> you know, at least for me, a wave pool can only take you so far, yes. right? Yeah, like, if you, sure. if you really want to experience mm. what it's like, you know, to take off on a set wave and, 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 and serve good waves, I think nothing really replaces the ocean and that's mm. stoked, you know, because you're stoked, right? If you take off on a good wave in the ocean and it's... And whatever that you wave do, came right? to you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. you do, it does not matter. Like, yeah. even if you bog the freaking takeoff and, you know, you go over the falls, fuck it, kind of thing, right? Like, yeah. but, but the thing is, you're outside. And, mm. and I think that, because essentially it's like divine and conquer, right? Like, in the wave pool, there's not a lot of divine and conquer. It's mm. in, the, in, in, the, in the ocean, there is. I mean, there's people you have to take into consideration there is obviously different waves different yeah. setups you know different conditions as well right so i think that ultimate stoke you only get it from the ocean yeah yeah i haven't had the same <clears throat> satisfaction that i get on a wave from the wave pool there's been a few like there's a couple of settings that i'll surf for you sort of <clears throat> bang together a couple of nice turns and you're like oh that felt nice yeah. but it, doing that on repeat in the Maldives is <laughs> far, far more um, rich and satisfying experience. So, for everybody, I think. The last question really, or what's left is like, mm. when are we gonna do it again? Yeah, bonjour, ça va? Bonjour. Um, French lessons too, <laughs> we got everything. Here. We got everything. I think um, I wanna do it again. It's just now working out the schedule. Yep. Yeah, that, that's, the, that's the big thing uh, because, as I just said to you, like constantly moving for me is not going to be an option. I just don't like yep. doing it. Um, but then it's also working out without taking too much of a risk. Some good partners, like location-wise, um, wave-wise, when do we go to those locations? Because yep. obviously the ocean is seasonal, the earth is seasonal. So we've got to pick the right times, who's going to come, that sort of stuff. So, yeah, there's a lot to consider. But for sure, 100%, we're going to keep doing ocean retreats. And it'll probably realistically be one or two a year. Yep. Yeah, and then yep. we'll end up doing three or four wave pool retreats a year. And then, like, just to give people an idea, right? Like, who are these retreats for, yeah. right? Like, what... And I'm not talking about your surf level per se. It's mm. just like personal goals, right? Like what what sort of people will benefit the most from these ocean retreats? Yeah, I think the minimum standard, I mean, we kind of have to mention uh, level. Okay, to, to an, rewind. Okay. And level. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. We've got, <laughs> we got to mention level because you could do a beginner focus retreat sure. in Imswan or something. Right. You know, um, in right. Morocco uh, with apparently 55 people in the lineup with you. <laughs> More or less. So, yes, um, yeah. you could do that and have it be a beginner appropriate retreat. So, it depends on where you go. Um, but I think with the ocean stuff, it's really imperative that someone is independent able to be independent in the ocean that yep. doesn't mean they can't benefit from a push every now and then like a couple of the guys um in the maldives you know injured shoulders or you know, stuff like that fatigue and i can see or oh, hang on you're probably going to go over the falls here if you um don't get a little push you know that sort of stuff uh but that's the minimum standard you have to be independent in the ocean you have to be able to duck dive you know paddle around and that sort of stuff um from that level, you can go all the way up to an advanced surfer. You know, I've yeah. coached people all the way up until, you know, probably um, mid-advance. You know, people who can do really nice turns, but there's just tiny little tweaks to work on. Yeah. Um, and those, obviously, you get diminishing returns as you get better, right? Of course. So the people who get the biggest impact is that intermediate bandwidth. Yeah. Right, so people who are doing manoeuvres but they know like, oh, I'm not sure what happened on that one. Why can't I get that same feeling that I had on the other one? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's those sort of people who are questioning that but also able to catch a lot of ways and, and put it all into practice. Um, and then you've got to talk about a mindset thing because I've had people come to me who are closed-minded and those people are, to an extent, unteachable. You've got to break through their belief systems before you can even deliver a message. That's very interesting. When you mm. say close-minded, like, what do you mean? Like, sort of, like, not open for, like, to critique or open to they're, suggestions? or No, they, they come wanting to learn. I can see that they're wanting to learn. Yeah. But the first thing they'll do when I'll talk about something is I have an excuse for that. Right. And then I'll go, okay, that's fine. But then we still need to do this. And then I have an excuse for that as well. Okay. So those people are really hard to teach because they anchor themselves in that zone and say, well, there's nothing yeah. I can do. It's quite defeatist. So often I have to sort of employ a little bit of NLP and, you know, try and be a little bit sneaky with how I deliver the message or yeah. ask some questions and stuff like that. And that stuff takes time, yeah. um, which, you know, obviously uh, slows down the progression output, the possibilities of progression. So it's people who are really open-minded with that stuff and ready to learn and excited to learn yeah. uh, that benefit most. And I'm very lucky to say that that is most of my, my student cohort. Um, and I don't say it lightly. Like, I literally have the best audience in the world. Like, I said, I posted on my Instagram. Someone wrote a note and left it on my car the other day. That's like, awesome. thanks That's for really your videos. Neat. Like, obviously saw me go surfing and just left it under the windshield. Like, it was just so cool. Um, and they're all really intelligent, interesting people to chat with. You know, they're all doing special things here and there all around the world. Uh, and it's those high achievers. You don't have to be a, a high achiever, quote-unquote high achiever. Success is... is uh, Relative. Relative. <laughs> um, but it's, it's those sort of people who come to it excited and open and ready to learn. They're the best, they're the best yeah. ones to coach. And they're the, they're the ones who progress the most. Yeah. Okay. Mm. That leaves me with... Watch this space because <laughs> there's going to be more to come in terms of retreats, in sure. terms of mm. surface roadmap. I think there's an advance. Yeah, we're working on stuff. Coming. Like it, on a personal note, I've just had so little time um, because I dedicate so much time to surfing. And French lessons. And French lessons. You know, I'm here. The, one of the big things about coming here <laughs> exactly. was learning to speak French and I'm doing that. So 
at some point I prioritise work, I do. I've been, the last two days I've been sitting around working. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a big slog at the moment. I'm, I'm going to employ someone full-time, a filmer and editor, so that I can actually work on those things that you just mentioned, the creative stuff. Send your resumes. <laughs> this guy. This guy needs a filmmaker and an editor. I do. <laughs> Man, that's it. Yeah, cool. Thanks for I having me. I need a coffee. Yes, okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys.